have your Bibles, Ephesians chapter number four. I want to read a couple of verses tonight, then we're going to hone in on one verse and uh, one word. You'll notice in verse 17, he says, Therefore I say, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. So he says, look, Gentiles have always been people of the world. He said, don't walk like the world walks. Now, uh, that's a little bit nebulous. I want to try to uh, help you tonight to see one word. We've been talking about being in the image of Christ. Tonight is the night I want to be able to help all of you, if you want to, to begin walking in the image of Christ. Now, follow with me. You'll notice he says in verse number 19, who being past feelings have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, loose living, living with no restraints. Okay, that's the way the world lives. We as Christians, there are certain things we should not do. Now, the world says I can do anything I want to do. Okay, which is right? I want you to notice verse 20, but ye have not so learned Christ. So Christ teaches us a holy way of living. How do we get there? Well, notice what he says. If so be that ye have heard him, Jesus Christ, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye, and he says, put off, you might want to underline that word, concerning the former conversation of the old man. Everybody in this room, we have an old man. It's our flesh. It's the things we like to do that make us feel good, to give somebody a piece of our mind whenever we're upset, uh, to use choice words, to uh, raise our temperature and, and to lose our temper and, and uh, to pay somebody back and to hold a grudge and to be a little bitter. Uh, those are all things of the old man, to get even the old man. Notice, if you would, that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. The lust that tell you the wrong things. If you pay that guy back, it'll make you feel better. That's deceitful. It's not true. If you get the better of your brother or sister because uh, you're better than them, it's a lust to be better than them. It's a deceitful lust. It's not true. Now follow with me. We're to put those off and watch and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This word renewed, anakana, kaino, is used three times in the New Testament regarding this subject. It is to take something that is not very usable and make it into something very useful. It's to take something that has very little value and make it something of great value. It's to renovate. Now, I want you to see this. I think we paid $300,000 for this set here. We paid over a million dollars for the design of this building. If you look on this in the gym, you would see that plug on the wall. You'd see this speaker right here you'd see what kind of trim this is and where we ordered it from. 
Everything is in that plan. I have four or five rolls of those. You see our parking lot. You want to know where handicapped parking is? I can show you where it is on that plan. On a pile of dirt before we ever got started. How many of you remember when we were out here and we had our sort of dedication service and we were sitting up on top of that hill? We sat out there in the, in the asphalt around that hole in the ground. How many of you remember that? You remember that? Okay. Well, uh, it's hard to envision this when we were sitting there. They worked for eight months to put that ceiling up there on lifts 50 feet off the ground. But it's all right there in a set of plants in the office. The gym building, exactly the same way. How we turn. And so what's happened is we go to an engineer that says, how big is a parking spot? How many of you like the parking spots at Costco? How many of you go to the Costco parking lot? What is it about a Costco parking that's so nice? Can anybody tell me? How many of you know what it is? Scott, what is, what's, what's about it? It's big. Yeah. I mean, you can get out of it. Your kids can throw their doors open and they just hit air. They won't hit the car next to them. Because it's got a section like this. We, we're not Costco. We couldn't afford those kind of parking spots. So you're going to have to open your door carefully, Okay. Our parking spots are eight feet wide. There's a 10. Uh, how many parking spots do we need to outfit this building? Well, one, two, three, four, five, 600, 650, Okay, we need 310 parking spots. So they remove that pile of dirt and design 310 parking spots. You might say, wow, that is cool. <clears throat> it's simple. You take one day at a time. Go from a pile of dirt to this. To be in the image of Christ is simple. You take a lump of clay that has its own desires and wishes, and it becomes in the image of Christ. And people see you and say, Boy, I wish I could live like that. I, I wish I could be like that. They see Jesus in you. It doesn't happen overnight. But I want you to see some easy steps. First thing, I'm going to give you four S's to describe this word renewed. To rebuild. To take something unusable and make it usable. Make it more than usable. Make it glorifying to the Lord. If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. You're going to see this word used again. And I want you to see it, to see the importance of it. 2 Corinthians 4. I want you to notice this. Look with me if you would. 2 Corinthians 4. You'll notice in verse 15, he says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might be through the thanksgiving of many to the glory of God. Now get that, to the glory of God. Verse 16, for which cause? For the glory of God. That's the cause, for God's glory. We faint not, though our outward men perish. We get older. We can't do the same things. <clears throat> Notice, yet the inward man is renewed. Day by day, it's made 
more to the glory of God every day. So this process is a daily process. You can't come to church this Sunday and wait till next Sunday and say, now give me something else where I can work on my life and do it from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. To the glory of God is day by day. You get up in the morning, you begin to put some things off, and you begin to add some things to your life. Day by day. Uh, 40 or 50 men were in this building for two years. Day by day. Pulling a wire, putting in a plug. Getting the design of the pews. But it's all right here. And the design for you and I is all right here. It's the image of Christ. Now, I want you to understand, number one, uh, see the pattern. You have to see the pattern of God. Oh, oh, you have to see the plan of God for your life. Now, understand, you may not, we're not talking about I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a contractor. I'm going to be working for the government. Uh, that's a part of this plan of God, but the image of God is different. It's who you are. It's your character. You can have the exact same character being a preacher and being a plumber, but you can't have the same character and be a prostitute. I went into a bank to borrow money for the second house that we were, I was going to build. Um, and I walked into the banker and I sat down and I said, sir, I'd like to borrow money, construction money to build a house for my family. He looked at me straight up and said, there's three people I don't loan money to. I said, okay. He said, preachers, I didn't talk to him, preachers, plumbers, and prostitutes. I said, well, you got me on two, but not on the third one. I promise you that. And so he looked at me, and I began to show him what my plan was. I began to show him step by step what I wanted to do. And he said, hmm, I think I'll take a chance on you. My heavenly father saw that I was living wickedly. And he says, I'm not going to take a chance on you. I'm going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime. I'm going to save your soul and put the architect in your heart, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to lead you into all truth. So every one of us in this room are going to have or should have the same character. Doesn't matter if you work for the government or if you work for the 7-Eleven or you work for the Wawa. Same character. We don't steal we have the joy of the Lord. We have an integrity about us. We don't talk about people. We love people. Same look, same image. Christian school teacher, that is why our school's got to be different because of the people in it to teach it. There is a standard in our school called the image of Christ. And there's a standard in the music program. Every person that plays in the orchestra, the same standard, the image of Christ. Every usher, well, he's just an usher. He can cuss on Friday night. No, he cannot. He's in the image of Christ. 
well, the pianists, they, uh, they've been practicing for years. They can play, but, but they don't have to, to, to tell the truth. They don't have to have a good marriage. The image of Christ, it's in that plan. It's right here. It's the same for me, and it's the same for you. Now, I want you to notice. You are responsible for how you build your life into his image. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now, keep in mind, you got to see this. you got to see that there is a master plan. Take your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Very quickly, I'm going to go pretty quickly through the Scriptures. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you the four S's tonight for sure. I may have to come back and explain them. But notice, if you would, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, the foundation of the image of Christ, which is Jesus Christ. So everybody here must be a Christian in order to be in the image of Christ. You can't do it without the foundation of Jesus Christ. You must be saved. You you could play the piano and not be saved, but you cannot live in the image of Christ and bring glory to God unless you're saved. That's the number one requirement, the foundation of God. Now, then notice if you in verse 12. Now, if any man, that's everybody in this room, if any man build upon this foundation, so everybody in this room is a builder. Every teenager, you're a builder. How are you building your life? Are you building it according to the, old, the world, the old man that make the feels you, makes you feel good? Or are you building according to the image of God so that you're like Christ, you're striving to be like Christ in order to live the Christian life and stand before the Lord and hear him say, well done, you must see the image of Christ as your goal. Every teacher, every usher, every musician. I one time had a lady many years ago that said, I'm a concert pianist, and I'd like to come to your church and play for your church family. I said, I really appreciate your offer, but... Um, that, that, that we would not do that. You see, you have to be a member of our church pretty well. We would take people from the outside, but she said, that's me. And I said, well, you have to be in the image of Christ. You have to live right Monday through Friday. Well, what's that got to do with it? I can play well. It's got everything to do with it. Maybe I could speak well. I don't feel like I can, but maybe I could speak well. That's got nothing to do with it if I don't live right. Well, I'm a parent, okay? I understand that. But are you in the image of Christ? You're building your life. So notice he says in verse 12, Now if any man build upon this foundation, Jesus Christ. So you must be a Christian to be in his image. Two, notice he says, the foundation you're going to build upon is with a certain material, gold, silver, precious stones, high quality, of the highest quality, gold. Notice, or, there's no or in my Bible, but it says wood, hay, and stubble. That's the things that make you feel good. That's the old man. And all of us have that tendency because it's easy. Notice with me, if you would. Now, let's go back over. I want you to see. Turn with you in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3. 
Colossians chapter 3. A few pages over. Verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, if you're saved. Well, number one, I want you to notice down in verse number 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon earth. Now, you may know what mortify means. What, what is a mortician? Somebody tell me. He deals with dead bodies. He said, you make your flesh and your bodies dead. Mortify your flesh. Your temper, your attitude of the world, your lustfulness, your covetousness, kill it. Mortify it. Notice what he says. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon earth. Fornication, that's immorality outside of marriage. Uncleanness. Inordinate affection, there's homosexuality. Evil concupiscence, desires that are outside the will of God. I want to pay somebody back. Look at verse 8. But now you also, in addition to that, put off, these fit us a little better sometimes, anger. That short burst that somebody says something to us and we don't like it, so we blow up. Wrath. That's a boiling up. It's, it's the word for boiling. It takes a time to get boiling, but when we get angry, you know, we just sort of let it seethe inside of us, and we people say, don't get around him. He's mad today. He's not in a good mood today. Wrath. Notice, malice. Oh, he's bitter. He's going to hold that against you forever. I can't believe you did that. Blasphemy. Taking God's name in vain. Filthy communication. Oh, that could be a lot of things. Look, he says, put that off. Okay? If you've watched these shows of flipping houses, they go and take a house and they say, well, we we don't like this room because we want to open it up a little bit. Let's take this wall out. So they take the wall out. They take out the block or the the, uh, brick off the wall or they take the studs out and they take the sheet rocks out and you've got wires hanging there and they're going to redo it because they have this image in their mind of what this house should look like. So they got to remove all the bad stuff, the stuff that doesn't work anymore and make it good stuff. So you and I have the same thing. In order to renew our lives, we must put out, put off some things. We've got to put off the bad language. We've got to put off the bad temper. We have to put off the unforgiveness, the malice. I want to pay somebody back. There are all kinds of things that all of us have. Some of us have a higher degree of one or the other. You have to say your problem is sin. First S, you got to see the plan. See the pattern of God for your life. I, I can't have this anger and bitterness in my life. I can't use this language that I'm using right now in my life. It doesn't fit the pattern. And and you have to say, this is wrong. This is a problem. I got to get rid of it. 
Um, I, I, I got I, I to say this is wrong. I, I got to do something about it. So somebody on television, they'll get a jackhammer and they'll go and break it out. There are some of us, we have to do the same thing. Have to get on our knees and say, Lord, this is wrong. Would you forgive me? Get rid of it. Remove it. Put off. You know what it's saying? It's saying do this with your anger. Do this with your bitterness. I, it doesn't fit anymore. How many of you have ever done this? I, I have some suits in my closet, and it, it's dark. I got ready for church a little early. I got on my pants, and I got on my coat, and I started to walk out the door, and I had the wrong color pants or the wrong color coat, and they didn't match. Anybody ever done that other than me? Would you raise your hand? Let me see it. Let me see it. Oh, it's a lot of us guys. Okay, that's good. Okay. How many of you ladies, any of you ladies have ever gotten two shoes that maybe didn't match? You just put them on. You didn't realize it. You look, what did I do? Okay. Well, you got to look at it and say, that's wrong. I got to change that. Everybody here has got to understand violent temper is wrong. You got to understand filthy communication. It's wrong. You got to say it, Lord. I'm sorry. You got to you got to see your problem and say, "I got to get rid of it." Number three, you got to seek perfection. Do you remember? Look at Ephesians four. Look at verse number twelve. For the perfecting of the saints. <clears throat> I don't know if there's ever been a game plan in the NFL that the quarterback made every one of the 65 plays he picked the right guy to throw the ball to. He identified the right defense and said, I'm going to run this play. I don't know if anybody has ever done a perfect game plan. The score might have been 100 to nothing. But the Lord says to you and I, I want you to perfect your life. Make it in the image of Christ. You're here to perfect your life. So seek perfection. Don't tolerate, well, this isn't that bad. Um, I have a cousin that's a, a veterinarian in Oklahoma City. He's 90-something years old. He's been a veterinarian. He still works. It's his company. He still takes care of animals. I think he's 94, 95. And he wants, how many of you, I'm going to date some people in this room. How many of you remember when the Ford or the Mercury Cougar came out? Okay. How many remember when the Cougar stood on top of the sign? How many remember that? Okay. Well, that Cougar was his responsibility to take care of it. Well, the lady brought in that cougar, and, you know, he would test him and check him and make sure he's all right and, and uh, uh, you know, check his temperatures and his vitals. However you do that with a cougar, I don't know. But he would look at her, and she had claw marks on her arms, scars everywhere. And he says, what happened to you? 
She said, oh, he doesn't realize it, but he, he, he plays with me too hard. He says, why don't you get rid of the animal? She said, I can't. He pays the bills. I think there's a lot of Christians that say, I can't get rid of my bitterness because it makes me feel good. I, I can't get rid of my lustfulness because it's what I do when nobody watches that makes me happy for a little bit. I can't get rid of the pornography because it, 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 I have to have it. She got the scars to prove it. There's a lot of Christians, they have spiritual scars that nobody can see but him. And he looks at us and he says, Dave Pittman, why, where do those scars come from? Why don't you get rid of it? Why don't you get rid of the lion of jealousy? Why don't you get rid of the, uh, the, the tiger of envy? Why don't you get rid of and, and fill in the blank? It's ruining us, but we can't see it. You have to be able to see like Christ sees and say, I'm going to seek to be like Christ. I, I, I can see the plan of God. This person that, that doesn't lie and cheat and, 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 and doesn't lust. And, and now, now, let me take just a minute and say, well, Pastor, how do you do that? Well, I, I want you to take your Bible and turn to Psalm 119. <clears throat> this is how you add. This is how you remove. Psalm 119, I want you to notice this. Psalm 119, notice this. And I'm going to give you one example tonight. Notice if you, if you would. Blessed, verse 1, are the undefiled in the way. They put everything off. How? Who walk in the law of the Lord. All right, now how do we do that? Look in verse number 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Okay, wait, let's just take, wherewithal shall an old man cleanse his way? Wherewithal shall a Christian cleanse his way? How can I put off that thing of anger, bitterness? Notice, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed there to, to according to thy word. You take a portion of Scripture. Take your Bible and turn to it. Keep your mind. No, no, no. Keep your, keep your finger here. We're going to come back here. This is how you put things off that are causing scars that you feel like I got to keep it. Take your Bible and turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Notice with me, if you would, verse number 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Okay, now let's go back over to Psalm 119, and you'll notice in verse number 10. <clears throat> With my whole heart have I sought thee. I told you, you've got to seek perfection. 
You've got to be desperate to live in the image of Christ or you're not going to do it. You see, desperation causes you to put everything else aside and say, this thing I'm going to do. I'm going to get rid of my anger once and for all. Uh, I've had people to say to me, I had, had a man many years ago uh, that, that said, uh, you know, pastor, could you help me? I've got this, this, this sin. I said, what is it? And I didn't know what in the world he was talking about. Me, his wife was sitting there and he says, I have a terrible temper problem. Really? Yes. And so his wife points to the wall and there's the kind of a hole in the wall. You kind of, kind of a mangled looking hole. Um, and you can see plates where they bounced off the wall, but he embedded the keys in the wall. He got so mad at something she did. And he says, I can't help myself. My wife is afraid of me. Can any, can you help me? So I took him this passage. I said, okay, do you want to be free of your anger? He said, oh, I do. How bad? Uh, a lot. I said, okay, will you make it the first thing on your list every day? And for 30 days, will you say, I'm going to get rid of this by the Lord's grace? He was a Christian. He said, I can do that. So every morning he got up, he'd quote a verse. Anger resteth in the bosom of fools. I don't want to be a fool today. Lord, help me. Now, look at Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not, what? Sin against thee, that I might not sin. Okay? So if the secret is to remember what God said not to do. So I'm not going to lust. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to covet. So I go find a portion of Scripture that speaks to my heart, and I hide it in my heart. And, you know, be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. And so when that temptation starts to rise, and I told the guy, I said, How, do you notice when it's starting to come? He said, yeah. I said, well, when that happens, bring every thought obedient to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Lord, help me with this thought. And change that thought with anger resteth in the bosom of fools. I don't want to be a fool today, Lord. And you quote that verse over and over again and say, Lord, would you strengthen me now? And he says, I can do that. So he would do it when it would come up at work and, and it would pass. And he would bring that thought captive to the Lord as he saw it afar off. I, I, I can feel my stuff. I'm starting to get angry. Oh, anger rests in the bosom of fools. And so, uh, Lord, I don't want to be a fool today. I know what happens after I'm done with my temper tantrum. I have to go back and apologize or people hate me. I, I, I just don't want this anymore, Lord. Help me. After 30 days, uh, he quoted scripture. He memorized more scripture, eight or 10 verses, and he would switch them up and he would hide them in his heart. And whenever that temptation came up, uh, you know, what about pornography or lust, uh, immorality? Job said, I've made a covenant with mine eyes. Why then should I think upon a maiden? He had it down right. He said, I see something in today's society. Uh, ladies don't dress very modestly. It's like they want you to look at them. And so for a Christian that says, Lord, I want to have a clean, pure mind, he says, look, I've made a covenant with mine eyes. Make a covenant with mine eyes, Lord. I've made a covenant with mine eyes. I, I'm, not going to look, I, I'm not going to think that thought. I made a covenant with mine eyes. Why should I think upon a maiden, Lord? 
And as you begin to take whatever this thing is that's in your life, every teenager, every laziness, memorize verses on laziness and say, Lord, when you get up, I'm not going to be lazy today, and you begin to quote that verse. I'm not going to be angry today. I'm going to quote that verse. And I'm going to hide it in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And as you begin to work on the Lord, I'm bringing this thought to you. Would you help my thoughts to be your thoughts? And as we go along day by day, every pornographer that's ever come to me at the end of a year was no longer a pornographer. In this church, I've had wives in tears, just broken. Husbands sit there just ashamed, ready to lose their jobs. I'm, I'm so sorry. Within a few months, they can hold their head up because they're beginning to put it off, put it off. But you've got to seek perfection. I won't tolerate it one time. Lord, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. And day by day, you begin to add. That's what he said. Day by day, it's a daily thing. You begin to add to your life. You take away those things, and you begin to say, whenever that, that thing comes up, Lord, I, I want to be the kind of Christian I ought to be. So then you begin to memorize something that you want to add to your life. I want to add peace to my life. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I do love your word. Help me to love it more. Great peace have they which love thy law. Lord, I do love your law. And the peace of God begins to pass all understanding. I've watched it with pornographers, adulterers. There have been people in our church that commit adultery many times. Mate didn't know about it. They came to me to leave. They're leaving their family. Too ashamed. Don't do that. Thy word of a hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You want to have it done with? Yes, I do. You've got to seek it and the perfection that Christ gives. And then lastly, I want you to notice this. The last one is you have to stick to his plan. I see, I remember these guys were up, they were putting up those, those light fixtures there. Now, I, I, I had some input in this building, and one of the things that I did not want, I didn't want the building to look like a theater, so I said, I don't want to see those spotlights. So when you come into the back of the church, you cannot see them. Well, they have them on steel poles, and they brought them. They said, we don't know how high to get them, so let's pull them down. So make sure they go everywhere, they work every place, and that way you can turn them, they can go backwards, they can shine right in Bobby's lies right there, they can highlight right Bobby sitting right there. Uh, but you know, can you imagine, we turn that light right on somebody, we wouldn't do that. And I said, look, I don't care that pole is too long, put them up in there more. So they came back, brought the welders back, brought saws back, sawed them all off, and moved them up. Okay, there was a certain thought I want this to be the Lord's house. I want to use lights for cantatas and, and special functions for the school. Uh, but, but it is not like a Michael Jordan night. And now, and you know, you hear Michael Jordan come into the room, and they start shining lights, and, everybody, and the drums go off, and everybody. It's not like that. This is his house. 
And they looked at me. They flew in a team to put those lights in. They said, really? I said, yeah. We've never built a church like that. You may not have seen a God like ours. Okay. So they cut them all off and raised them back up. You, you can't see it without. If you don't pay attention, you can't see it. They're up there. I said, that's what we want. This is the Lord's house. Okay. But to every person, the architect, the people, why do you want this? I said, this is the Lord's house. We're to be different. We want our building to be special. Oh. Understand, you have to stick to the plan. Now, in our lives, it's not my plan. Remember, I'm just building Dave Pittman's life. You're building your life. you got to stick to the plan. Now, quickly, I want you to notice that my time is gone, but I want you to notice one other thing. If you were going to not sin, but you're going to add to your life, uh, you begin to seek out the things that you want to add and memorize Scripture and say, I'm going to focus this week on the peace of God in my heart. I'm going to focus this week on being a prayer warrior. I'm going to focus this week on loving people. And so, uh, invariably, when I do that, the Lord sends somebody in here and says, hey, can you give me five bucks for gas? No heart, no interest, just want the money from somebody. And in my heart, I want to say, no. And then, love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, Lord. Hey, uh, would you like to have a tank of gas? Yeah. Um, could I give you something here? I want, you to, I want to tell you something about the reason that I'd be willing to give you something because what the Lord's given to me. Begin to share the gospel with them. You begin to love people like Jesus loved. Remember the Good Samaritan? Two or three preachers walked by the guy that's in the ditch and said, I'm too busy. I get like that. I get busy. And I don't see sinners. I'm not supposed to be that way. I'm to be in his image. He saw the woman at the well, and he was exhausted. So I have no excuse if I'm going to be in his image when I see sinners. You know why there's a seven for heaven club? It's because it's scriptural. I can't sit down and tell everybody about Christ, but I can leave a pamphlet that tells them about Christ. I can say, I do care about you. Here, read this. It can tell you how to get to heaven. Oh, there are people been saved like that. Thousands of them. Folks, this is a church family, but this is not a religion. This is us trying to be in the image of Christ and let the world see us differently. Let the world see our marriages differently. Let the world see our children differently. You know why, young people, you got to be different. you got to be obedient. you got to have a heart for the Lord. It's because you represent our God. Without you, people don't listen to us. If you don't have a sweet marriage, if we don't have a pleasant place, 
We have to learn to apologize to each other and say, I'm sorry I did that. I'm sorry I said that. So that the world says those people are real. They're in the image of Christ. Come back next week and we'll finish that thought. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Lord Jesus, tonight, you do have a plan for our lives, each one of us. And we've got to stick to your plan. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to to seek perfection, Lord, the perfection that you provide. Uh, we, We begin to clean up our lives day by day. We begin to add good things to our lives. And Lord, we'll see what we can add to our lives next week as as we begin to seek to be like you. And I plead with you, dear Lord, give us a passion to be in your image because it's what you want for us to be. Lord, speak to hearts tonight. In your name we pray. Amen.